Welcome to Telling the Tales, the podcast where we talk about every single Telltale video game. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf, and I'm joined as always by Dustin Cornman Jackson. I want to talk about Batman. I want to talk about Batman. Wait, but I thought we were going to talk about not Batman today. I hate to break it to you, but that's not what we're doing. Okay, but if we're talking about Batman, this is this is my only condition. Okay, okay, lay it on me. Spit that nasty stuff. If we're talking about Batman on the podcast today, it needs to specifically be Batman the Enemy Within Episode 3, Fractured Mask, uh, released on November 21st, 2017, directed by Sean Manning, designed by Emily Grace Buck, Rachel Knoll, uh, written by Ross Beely, Shannon Ingalls, Lauren Armey, and Josh R. Trujillo. You're busting my balls here, Mitchell, but you know what? I think we can make this deal work. Did you play it? Uh, Yeah, I played it. That's Uh, really lucky. I also played it. Yeah, we lucked out this time. It doesn't always... Well, so far, we've been pretty good in that department. Yeah, we've played the same thing just randomly, I want to say like 3% of the time, and those are the only times I put the episodes out. um... (laughs) Yeah, what are the odds they've all been Telltale games? I feel like we could waste a lot fewer episodes by planning which games we're about to play (laughs) yeah maybe maybe after this podcast is over and dead we can start planning it out a little better yeah and i can start playing things that i want to Ooh, i i i would have played this but you know (laughs) no i know exactly you know what i it just hit me today like I'm enjoying this season of Batman. I'm liking it uh, a pretty good amount. But today, I it the thought just hit me where I was like, man, not too long until I won't have to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I love doing it. But boy, it eats up your day. So, <laughs> in addition to that awesome thought, uh, like, we've, we've also... Uh, Here's a bit of a podcast update. We've decided in the future uh, because Dustin has access to a VR machine and I right now have temporary access to a VR machine. Uh, We are both going to play uh, Sam and Max. This time it's virtual. Ooh, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Yeah, so we have been talking about that because... um, while it doesn't seem to borrow any explicit like storylines or continuity from the um, from the Telltale Sam and Max games, it borrows the tone so much that it could be a sequel to the Sam and Max games, and it borrows the art style almost entirely. So, um, you know, it it has become to the point where like, well, if we're going to talk about the Sea of Thieves Monkey Island expansion, uh, <laughs> we we should definitely talk about the actual new sam and max video game oh totally Um, especially since uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think this is the first time outside of those telltale games that they've carried over at like these versions with these voices of the characters yeah i mean there hasn't been a sam and max game besides this since the end of the telltale series uh so it's the only modern sam and max material actually yeah, it's um, it's interesting how, uh, like, up until the Telltale games, like, it seemed like every iteration of Sam and Max had different voices, you know, they're, they're different versions of the characters in a way. But here, it's just uh, the Telltale voices, which 
gives it that connection. It makes me think, oh yeah, this could just be something in that same world. Yeah, I um I I mean I'm excited to play it. The only reason we had ever hesitated about it is because it's a VR game and we as individual gamermen uh had not really uh planted the staff as it were. <laughs> uh I I did you know that you can just make up expressions? Yeah, oh yeah, I've done <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, you can say it as like, you know, planted the staff as the kids are saying, and people will be like, "Ah, oh, I just haven't heard that one." <laughs> that must be one of those new ones. Must be one of the ones that people do say. <laughs> um Yeah, n- neither of us have uh, you know, corralled the chickens in terms of VR uh, I was machines. just about to say that. Yeah. Until now. And you know, while we're still doing the podcast, let's give it a shot. Let's add it to the list. Good thinking. I, I think that's a train of thought I can get down with. So uh, just to outline the schedule, we're going to finish Batman the Enemy Within. We have this episode and then two more of that. Uh, then I think right after that, we're going to do This Time It's Virtual. So, you know what? I, I give that my stamp of approval. Okay. After that, we're going to do the three episodes of Hector Badge of Carnage. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of a weird one to save for the end, but I think it just came down to we weren't sure whether or not we were going to do it. Well, it's not the end, because after that... Right, is, I just mean the, the end, end in general. Near the end, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but, you know, we, we went pretty not chronological through most of this podcast. It's only close right. to the end that we fell into doing that. Yeah. Um, because we did everything else. And then after that is finally The Walking Dead, the final season, which will close out the main run of this show, barring any potential uh, updates that we might get about The Wolf Among Us 2, which is supposed to come out this year. But, uh, you know, we've heard a little bit of stuff just in the rumor mill about what Telltale's progress on that game might be and whether or not they might have laid off too much of the team uh, right to finish it's not it. looking great yeah we don't have inside knowledge into that we we uh or at least i don't dustin might be holding out on me mm, guess we'll never know yeah so uh i i truly don't know what that will be going forward yeah uh but that's i'm i'm ki- i'm still trying to count on it coming out this year uh yeah i hope yeah, because at this point, like a delay out of 2024 into 2025, I don't feel like that's the thing anymore. At this point, it's just like, is it happening? <laughs> yeah, it really could go either way, unfortunately. Yeah, because it, it was it was like already talked about. I think it was talked about coming out as early as 2022 and then was d- delayed. In, was it delayed into 2023 or did it just like get a release window for the first time in 2023? Um, maybe that one. I, my memory is a little fuzzy. Okay. I just remember they put out like a statement, like at the very end of the year saying, Hey, uh, it's not out yet. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then they, uh, they put out the expanse last year, which was, it was good to have something come out from them. Yeah. And we played that we've given our thoughts on that. You can listen to our episodes on that. It, it'll, uh, they're still up there. And, uh, 
based on what I saw, I don't know if too many people played or, or bought it. You know, I don't know if the money came in on that one. Right. But, um, you, you know, we, it, it existed to the point where I had thought at least their other announced project would also exist. So hoping for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if we seem uh, like downers for no reason, like you don't know why we're coming at this with pessimism, um, go ahead and look up just telltale layoffs and uh, filter the by second time. the last two years. And then, yeah, yeah that th- that'll be that. Um, you know, as a video game maker myself, I don't really, uh, I don't really take to those lightly. I, I don't, I don't enjoy hearing about those. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you can't really distract me with a funny trailer in order to make me forget that that's happening. Um, not that they've put out a funny trailer. That would be a good try if they if they want to try something. <laughs> yeah, that would at least be something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't seen anything from the game since um, the expanse started coming out. So, yeah, it's uh, we're talking about all this uh, pessimistic news about the Wolf Among Us too. But I want you to know that uh, my desktop wallpaper right now has SpongeBob SquarePants on it, giving me the biggest smile in the world. I so love it's hard that for you me live to feel that life. Upset. You know? Yeah, thanks, man. I love I, that you live that life. I worked hard to get where I am today. My uh, my desktop wallpaper is a corgi in a lobster costume. Ooh, that's it. Oh, I know just the one. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, the famous one everyone loves. Yeah, it's been my desktop wallpaper, I think, for five years. Ooh, that's a long time for a wall- desktop wallpaper. The first I time itchy. I saw it, I cried because I was laughing too hard. And I think that if you show either an older generation or a younger generation that image, they'd be like, yeah, you know, people just do that online. And I'd be like, yeah, I guess I feel that way, too. But (laughs) I like it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Batman, the enemy within episode three, Fractured Mask. Why is it called that? Um, I don't know. Is it because both Batman and Catwoman wear masks? Yeah, what's the fractured bit? Uh, maybe uh, you can fracture their relationship at some point. It, it seems like there's a couple points where it's possible to make things not great between them. But in that case, it should be fra- fractured masks, plural, not mask singular. Well, their relationship doesn't wear a mask, you know? That's that's not where the mask comes in. Bane wears a mask, right. too. I, I just think that if your episode is called fractured mask and there are a lot of masks in it and not one of them breaks in that whole time what are you doing guys yeah i mean you this can choose the to call time. this whatever you want yeah this isn't the first time they've named an episode something that just really doesn't seem to have much relevance no yeah and like with this one it it uh it purports itself like a metaphor like symbolism right right Right. fractured mask of like well i i think i think the symbolism part of fractured mask is in there because in this episode more people can find out who batman is right um at least one that i saw maybe more um but yeah so like in in that way the, the the um ability to conceal your true identity is falling away 
But like, yeah, you would do that if it's a subtle hint at that. But like, there was also a mask that fractured in in all like reality. You know, you wouldn't. I don't feel like you would just call it fractured mask without that happening in the episode. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the the symbolism. No, nope, I think it's bad. It works. No, nope. you you you're not a big fan of it. Nope, 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 nope. Can't do it. What Dustin. if they call what? What if they call it something like uh, Bruce and John go get a coffee? I would like that <laughs> because that does happen in the episode. Or coffee makes me go to the John. <laughs> Ooh, that one works. Since John Doe, I get it. <laughs> it makes me create some dough. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a better way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have put us in charge of Telltale. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's. What, what if after a hundred and a billion show. episodes, uh, that's our big takeaway at the end of this uh, journey? <laughs> like, oh, we would have done it better. <laughs> yeah, they should have put us in charge. We would have come up with a name better than Fractured Mask. Yeah, this podcast started because I watched uh, it, a, a documentary where Emily Grace Buss, uh, Buck, who is a designer on this episode, uh, was talking about like, yeah, you know, we kept just putting out stuff and the only uh, language that was coming out at the time about that stuff was about like how this company was so poorly managed or how there was telltale fatigue or how it's just another one of these, but no one was actually talking about the material. And I right. thought, well, I've got time. Let's talk <laughs> about the material uh, for three years. I've since had right. less time, so that was a, a bad bet, but glad to be doing <laughs> it. What if, like, at the end of all of that, trying to, uh, you know, really hold up the work that all of these individuals that worked for this company over a period of more than a decade... Uh, put into the video game history story you know uh, uh-huh. our big takeaway is just we would have done it better <laughs> see that's where they went wrong they should have had us there hmm. yeah when Telltale was founded i was 10 years old they really should have jumped on it yeah mm, sorry <laughs> better luck next time i remember uh someone from telltale posted on the telltale forums uh a, a new job description and i uh-huh. Actually, I think 14 or 15 at the time, um, I asked in that forum thread, is there an age requirement on the, on the <laughs> job description? If you have to ask, yes, there is. <laughs> That's kind of the answer I got back. <laughs> I remember uh, they, they, they posted, yeah, there's not an age requirement, but I went ahead and I looked at your, uh, your profile. And like, I would nah, just man. probably I would just I would just probably, probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and I I as a 14 or 15 year old thought to myself, I have to respect that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that was your bad putting uh that info in your profile. Well, I don't think it was public, but like maybe I think maybe you needed to say what your date of birth was in order to make right. a profile so like they they could look at the back end of it right and they were like nah sorry yeah well <laughs> i i could have lost a job way earlier if i 
<laughs> Imagine getting hired on to Telltale and you're on for like an episode. Do you remember what games they were putting out at the time? Oh, that would have been between like Sam and Max Season 2, Strong Bad, Monkey Island, Sam and Max Season 3, that kind of era. Right. Imagine uh, Mitchell Wolf in the credits of like Strong Baddie of the Free. <laughs> Uh, well, my forum name is in the credits of something, like a special feature on the DVD of oh. SBCG4AP. Nice. Um, yeah, my forum name that has no connection to my actual name. Um, and I don't want anyone to know it because I think I was a shitter. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm a better person now. I'm nearly 30. Right, we were all in a bad place back at that age. I'll be 30 within the year now, uh, but at that time I was less than half my age and not doing any good work with it, you know? Right, I get you. Yeah. uh, We all were, we were all there. Yeah, I think I I had like, again, I'm not going to say exactly what it was that I think I had, but I think my form name was one of the most try-hardy like paw of the dragon 420 <laughs> xxx <laughs> something like that right i mean i feel like i was there too i yeah. i would have had a name similar to that tip of the sword blood of the dragon you know just something <laughs> <laughs> something along that line that's awesome yeah, I don't think I even liked dragons, but I was just like, people are doing this online. I yeah. need to fit in. <laughs> I need people to know that I am cool. I could be the person that if you saw me in real life, you'd assume I like dragons. <laughs> Whoa, this guy must really like dragons. Holy crap. This guy hasn't shaved his beard in a while. He must like <laughs> dragons. <laughs> That's the beard of a dragon man if ever I've seen one. I saw him having that, like, desktop hunch just walking around in the real world. That's got to be a dragon tamer. Oh, oh, definitely. That's Hiccup's dad. So, Batman. Batman. Fractured mask. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Um, I liked it. It's, it's one of those kinds of episodes where, I mean, we've... We've had yeah. these kinds of episodes many times before. What else can we say? It's the third episode of the season. It's there to propel things into the end of the season. Not a whole lot happens, but some cool stuff happens. It's not bad. Uh, I don't want to say it's like the best episode ever, but it, it it doesn't do anything bad. It's just there's not a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, so at the end of the there's last episode, cool you left Bane behind to be arrested and I left Harley behind to be arrested. And yeah. in this episode for me, I don't know what happened for you, but for me, Harley came back immediately. First scene of the whole episode, Harley is like, she's singing in the hallway of the subway station. And right. uh, then she shows up and she's all bloody with her hammer. And she's like, yeah, I just fought out of it. You guys are dicks. For leaving me behind. <laughs> yeah, was she pissed off? She was pissed, but like not at me or John because I think John and I, like we we told her and she believed us that we wanted to go back for her. Whereas right. Bane made no such promises, so she was pretty pissed off at Bane. Um, but uh, like even then, sense. she kind of dropped it 
and then she was just back. There was n- there was no issue with Harley being left behind. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less what happened with Bane too. Except, uh, I I guess maybe just because he's not as important as Harley is, you feel his anger a little more. Maybe it's just because he's generally an angry person, so just the general way he mm-hmm. was felt more like, oh, he's pissed at me in particular for leaving him behind. But no, I think he's just a pissed off guy, but he does come back and he's like, oh, you're all gonna regret this, you shouldn't have left me behind, then Harley's like, shut up. <laughs> and then he does, right? Like, he mostly does? Yeah, like, Harley takes his guys. She's like, yeah, Bane, you fucked up. I'm taking your guys, they're under my control now, you're dumb and stupid, shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah, this this is silly. Like, we've talked about the <laughs> uh, sort of fake choices in Telltale games before. It, I think, can yeah be the backbone of fairly lazy criticism of this format of gameplay. Uh-huh. You don't need to care about this. You know, like linear games versus open games. Linear games are fine. They've existed for many, many years. Many of them are people's favorite games of all time. And just because the game is more linear doesn't mean, or more narrative, I mean, doesn't mean that it being more linear as well makes it worse. But I will say that, like, man, this is some, this is maybe the most, <laughs> this this is, like, <laughs> among the heaviest fake choice. Like, she just comes back so fast. It's the, it's it was the last scene of the last episode. Oh, no, she's gone. And the first scene of this episode. Yeah. Uh, so... Like, come on, guys. Maybe wait half the episode before bringing Bane or Harley back. Maybe maybe yeah. 20 minutes. Maybe 30 minutes. 40 maybe minutes if you're bold. Bit. 50 minutes if you're courageous. Do you see what I'm trending toward? Oh, <laughs> like, I see. Just wait longer, and, uh, and then that'll <laughs> feel more significant. Right. Uh, it'll feel like it's something, at least. Yeah. Yeah. She's Bane is just like... Yeah. Bane comes back immediately, too, and he's... Just like, yeah, I'm back and everything's fine. I uh, hurt anyone who tried to attack me. And now I'm back and you guys suck. Yeah. So the crux of this episode is about the return of Catwoman and how that sort of factors into what you're doing here. She worked for Riddler like more directly. But now that he's gone, she's still kind of in with this group that she cares less about personally. That's what you glean from this. And in your interactions with her, you can decide how much of a good boyfriend you want to be. Um, Were you a good boyfriend? I was a very good boyfriend. Oh, I was as well. Okay, okay. Whenever <laughs> I've gotten this like weird nervous tick whenever I'm playing uh-huh. a Telltale game where there's potential romance of like, oh, I hope Dustin gets this. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of pity. Oh man, I I'm hoping for you, buddy. Well, you you have been getting them lately, but uh, like there was that middle section of the podcast where every time we would convene to talk, you were like, "Yeah, she broke up with me." <laughs> yeah, I kind of blew out. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept walking and I didn't say hi, so we never got in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, uh, when was it most apparent? Was it like Game of Thrones, where that I just really was blowing it? Game of Thrones felt, I don't know if that was the first time, but that was, that was one of the strongest times <laughs> because yeah, like really I was coming ball. out of an episode, um, I, 
I liked that story, but I cannot remember the characters' names. Yeah, me um, neither. Someone the broken, right? Like, or or the 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 um the oldest brother who's uh hobbled by an injury, right? Right, the one you play as. Yeah, does his name start with R? Perhaps. J? Roderick. Roderick. Yes, that, that feels it? right. That feels right. Yeah, I think. I think so. Lord Roderick Forrester. Yeah. There you go. Feels correct. Uh, so <laughs> he can have a really, he has like a, an arranged relationship with this, uh, woman from the town over and yeah. you can either play it. So you like care about her and genuinely fall in love or she hates you and, uh, she'll die at the end, not having loved you once. And I think that's what you got. And that it she was, didn't it hate was, me. It, she did seem mad based on what you said to me because <laughs> she was like head being... over heels for me right but i f- i feel like she was at least nice to like she didn't hate me i, I remember us being on the same side of a but war it's been a little yeah bit. but like it's been a little bit <laughs> well I, I just remember like the range of what i experienced versus what you experienced in terms of that relationship was <laughs> not just big but it was like immediately big so i wasn't working toward that over time I was like, I did one question right, and you did one question <laughs> wrong, and from that, it's like... That's the end of it. Yeah, we've gone from, like, star-crossed lovers to kind of... They they might say hi if they pass each other in the hall. That's... Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how far the, the distance was. Uh, there was another, like, couple of them, though. Oh, yeah. I don't remember which ones they were, but boy, did it happen. I remember the feeling. Was it, um, were there something in Borderlands? No, I, Borderlands worked out, uh, with, uh, Reese and, uh, Sasha. New Borderlands, though. Uh, oh, new Borderlands, who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, you know, that one, I feel bad about it, because that one was made recently, you know? People... I don't, they should have done a better job. Okay, you, you said it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of reasons a game might not turn out as good as it could, but yeah, that one was that one was a uh, borderline kind of offensive. That one was tough. <laughs> Whoa, just a, borderline, you know, borderlands, borderlands kind of offensive. Uh, yeah, and and here's I I'll come out and say it. I don't want to like shit talk anyone on these teams. I'm sure they did uh, a lot of hard work. Yeah, it yeah. Just didn't, we it, would have no idea of where to put the blame. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be like you all should have done better with this game. I'm sure they did their best, but it boy just not good. I'm not gonna come out and be like, yeah, it's okay. That I think that stink pile city. Yeah, I mean we we've. Um... We, it hasn't we, we been a the, We put the episodes show. out on it. We we yeah. were we were very honest at the time. Yeah, I can't I can't talk more about it. I have to talk. I gotta focus on Batman. I can't know how to talk more about New Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I thought I was gonna love it, and maybe that's the bigger disappointment because I don't think it's the worst game we've covered on the show. What, New Tales from the Borderlands? I don't think it is. I think uh, CSI Three Dimensions of Murder is the worst game we've covered on the show. 
I think it's the worst, but also I had no expectations. I knew those were going to suck. I I went into CSI thinking, yeah, this is not going to be a good thing. time. Yeah, and new Tales from the Borderlands started out pretty good and promising, and then just gets worse and worse as it goes. And there was also the fact that the version of Three Dimensions of Murder we played was... Uh, I'm sure anyone who worked on that team would throw their hands up and say, no, don't play that one. <laughs> Why would you play that one for the PS2? Yeah. Play the, the real game we made. Um, That's so sorry, true. You know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll do better next podcast. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll start over from the beginning. And... <laughs> Let's do it right this time. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's we're just going to change like two sentences per episode at most. Yeah, (laughs) I think what it comes down to is CSI is the worst one, but New Tales from the Borderlands is my least favorite, even if it's not as bad. Yeah, because it's in my mind more. I I, like the story of New Tales from the Borderlands, uh, for better or worse, has stuck with me. Yeah, Um, that that is not always a compliment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, it has. I remember the characters and the like the situations quite well, actually. <laughs> uh, whereas, the, <laughs> like all twenty CSI cases we had, I don't know if I could remember all of them. But I could remember like a couple. I could probably remember in relatively all right detail, maybe maybe six cases. I don't know. Remember the remember the eco terrorist one. I wouldn't have if you didn't say it. But yes. <laughs> Um, cool where there was like that was the one where there was a guy like five stories up um yeah was that was either pushed or fell and then it had to do with eco-terrorism somehow (laughs) (laughs) 2009 was a weird time for america (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um i remember the the boogie foot the band one i i remember the animation forget uh frame by frame marty party Watching the band get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, that's the CSI highlight. Um, I remember the absolutely insane, like, oil baron type character who had this thing of, like, impregnating his employees uh, right. for, for like, weirdly racially tinged, her- uh, like, heritage reasons. But it it turned like because of how they wrote it, it wasn't racially tinged. It was just it had all the because he they made him black. I think to avoid that controversy, but it had all of the uh, uh, like hallmarks of racial bigotry and like trying to keep purity. Um, but right. then that wasn't what it was. So it was just a weird one. What are we up to? <laughs> Four that we've remembered. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh... Um, mm, quick. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be all of them. There was a lesbian couple oh, that lived inside of a geodesic yeah. dome. Yeah, <laughs> geodesic <laughs> dome. Who could forget? If they made a Telltale Smash Brothers, the geodesic dome would be one of the stages. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's all of those iconic lo- uh, locations, like the stick from Strong Bad. Uh, right outside the motel for walking dead season one uh and the geodesic dome from csi (laughs) all the iconic locations oh smash brothers at the inventory fun concept fun concept that'd be great i i'd play it i've thought about it many times well and i guess in that case the only um 
The only stage would be the inventory. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it would not be at the inventory. My idea was the inventory could uh, morph into different telltale locations, kind of like it does in uh, Poker Night 2, where it can, like, turn into Sam and Max's office and stuff. Okay, yeah, maybe um, Reginald Van... Reginald... What's his name? Reginald Van Winslow. Right. Uh, Reginald Van Winslow, uh, maybe he finds a way to, like, do magic. (laughs) And (laughs) and he uh, casts spells on the inventory to make it, like, the room of requirement. It is what it needs to be. That'd be fun. I I want this really bad now. Speaking of room of requirement, how narrowly did we avoid a a Telltale Harry Potter game? Think about that. Like they Have were they grabbing ever up. Brought it up? I don't. I don't think we've heard about. It. I don't. I mean, we we know that there's a ton of pitches that they did that just never got anywhere. Um, right. We we heard about that gorillas one recently. Oh, that one's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just that that ecosystem in the the mid to late 2010s where they were picking up all the big IP, Minecraft, DC, Marvel, um, Walking Dead became bigger um during that time period harry potter was right in there they we know there's a stranger things one yeah that's true yeah that was Um, on the way they did back to the future that's kind of in that wheelhouse jurassic park yeah i mean i guess harry potter could have fallen in there they came i think they came close i'm thinking they, they must have been really close there um probably dangerously close dangerously close back then it was probably the reason they did it didn't uh do it was because it was too big now the reason they didn't do it is completely different (laughs) (laughs) yeah now it's just like maybe it would be smarter to not touch that property yeah we don't have to be this company right now (laughs) (laughs) like warner brothers keeps talking about wanting to use harry potter for stuff and um it makes sense financially, but I think it also makes sense financially to never become in that position. Right. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird, like, paradox, because I think if Warner Brothers does stuff with it, it will make money. But if if you don't have to do it, that makes more money. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to Universal Studios to play the Nintendo World area. And, oh! And... Um, I mean, this was a, a while ago. We might have even talked about Oh, we've about talked it about podcast. this, yeah. yeah. Uh, but while I was there, I did step inside the uh, the Hogwarts area. See what it was. Did you love it? Um, it's impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah. When I went, uh, my sister was really into Harry Potter, so I got to check it out. Yeah, I went there, and they, there's one ride where they have a hologram of like Harry, Ron, and Hermione um talking to you before you go on the ride Uh, and um i they they feel like they're as old as they were it's it's the actress uh the actress from the movie they feel like they were as old as they were for like goblet of fire or order of the phoenix right which like looking at them now i've seen daniel radcliffe in a recent movie he looks like 20 years older than that <laughs> uh, and and I think maybe they did like do some touch ups to make the actors look younger when they filmed it, but I also think they just filmed it forever ago, yeah. and that's just a like sort of a status symbol of how long 
ago it was that Harry Potter was so on top of the world that you would make a whole park of it. Because, um, like, it, it broke bad pretty fast, right? Like, I, right. I feel like at the beginning of one year and then the next, we could have had very different opinions on Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Were Good, you ever a uh... pothead? Oh, I was a pothead, all right. No, I I never really got that into Harry Potter. Uh, I I liked what I had experienced enough, but I never got like really into it. Did you see like all the movies, but then not more much more than that or something? Um, I read like the first four books, I believe, and then yeah, I saw. Oh, okay, I, you, you gave it a real sure effort I, then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw all the movies. I mean, I saw all the Harry Potter movies. I have not seen yeah. all the um, Fantastic Beasts and How to Catch a Ball. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't give a shit about that. But, uh, yeah, I think I saw up through Deathly Hollows Part 2, but I don't remember the one before Part 1 at all. Maybe I didn't see it. Half-Blood Prince? I kind of liked Half-Blood Prince more than uh, the ones around it. Um, Ooh. I felt like it had a better sense of humor. Oh, interesting. In, in the movie, uh, at least. But yeah, I don't uh, like Harry Potter anymore because it's mean to my friends. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how sad is it <laughs> that people like devoted their lives to being fans of this thing? And like if this was Banjo-Kazooie for us or like Pokemon, that... I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I would be <laughs> devastated if it was Banjo-Kazooie in this position. I hope it never is, knock on wood. I just don't think Banjo-Kazooie does enough to be bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if they show up and say things enough for it to be a topic of conversation ever. You've, ha- you've had a lot of Banjo-Kazooie thoughts over the last week, I feel like. I've, I don't stop having them. I've had a lot of them over the last two decades. Right, I I have as well. Three decades, but almost. I feel I feel like you're the person I've talked to the most about them in a long time, just in the last like week. Yeah, I, I, it's because of my to. um, it's because of my my journey through Rare Replay to get all those stamps. Right, um, it's it's been fun having you talk about it. It's it's because I'm never gonna do it again, even though I kind of wanted to. So yeah. it's oh, it's no. fun to be like, oh, Mitchell's doing it. That means I can at least talk about it. Yeah, w- with a couple of exceptions, I think all of the games in Rare Replay I, w- I would play again. But I, uh... yeah, except for a couple obvious ones. Yeah, there's yeah, I won't play Underworld again. Other than to like, if someone comes over, I'd be like, okay, I got to show you this game real quick. <laughs> You're not gonna believe. <laughs> You're not gonna it, believe how you jump <laughs> in this game. <laughs> uh, or uh, Perfect Dark Zero. Uh, well, I you haven't gotta play really... it. I yeah, I need to all. do more. I I yeah. started it by the way. Oh, is that going to be your next one? No. I started okay. it to see if it was going to be my next one, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the very last one for me. It's going to be that way for me, too. Cool. Yeah. I, I just threw the necessity of, like, how hard it is to get the achievements. Yeah, it sucks. It, it Boy, does it suck. It's probably uh, the most miserable I've been playing a video game. But Wow through my own fault like if you're just playing it to play it it's bad but it's you know whatever it's short you can be done with it in no time but if you're getting the achievements they decided to make it very hard to get the achievements you need just to get these stamps not even to get all of them 
Yeah, you need three-fourths of the gamer score allotted in order to get all yeah. those stamps. And uh, even that is like a nightmare. Yeah, with that one, I think they should have taken another look at it. And like, um, I think across the board with those games, they they just said three-fourths is what we'll say. They should have made it more specific per game. I agree, especially yeah. for something like that. The other ones, I think, are fine. Well, the it, other extreme is like Banjo-Kazooie, where you get all of the achievements just for like finishing it except maybe one so you uh like that one could have been way higher that would could have been 100 percent and it would have been fine yeah as as i would love if banjo kazooie had harder ones like you look at ones like grab by the ghoulies and its achievements are pretty like specific things you have to do and with banjo kazooie it was kind of in the early days of achievements where Mm -hmm. uh they were still kind of feeling them out, like the difficulty of them. So the ones in the banjo games are pretty easy. Like yeah, not even as a, a as a historical um, artifact, it's kind of cool that you can go back and see like, oh, these are all very different approaches to the concept of what should an achievement be. Yeah. Um, um, I liked Cameo's approach out of those early 360 games. I thought that those ones were uh, hard to get all of, but good to get most of and yeah like for the some most of them part are it's... silly and fun and some of them are, are genuinely hard challenges yeah i i agree good spread cameo was a pretty good time i feel like there was only like a couple where i i i felt like i had to do uh like some of the achievements are you have to get a ranks on the levels and a couple of those were tricky, but those were, like, the last ones I needed to get the stamps. So it was uh, fulfilling. Do you I think we're it. okay doing this because of what the percentage of the people who listen to this show, who we know from, like, liking rare stuff is? Do you think that's why <laughs> we're okay with that? Because I am okay with what we've done. and Just, just... talking about rare replay instead of Batman? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, i am like okay said, with it is it just because we know the audiences too probably yeah maybe? oh i'm always happy to talk about rare yeah yeah there there were some interesting things in this episode but i i uh um like we said it really is just setting up like more things to come later it, it kind of flew by yeah the, the big part of this episode was catwoman which we can yeah. talk more about um, and I, I am excited to talk more about, but everything else was kind of an in-betweener. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh. I don't know. Who's the character who shows up? I wrote it down, but I can't find it The in character my who shows up? Dude. Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock. Yeah, the, the cop that you right. pay off uh-huh. who catches you. What about uh, him? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see him. I don't even know who he's, he is. He's, he's a character in Batman who shows up here and there. He's in like the animated series and stuff, but he's not super important. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wasn't expecting to see him as all because he's not that important. Yeah. He's just kind of like a cop who who's on Gordon's squad, uh, gives you a hard time sometimes, and that's what he does here. He's like, eh, I caught you going into the Riddler's place. Yeah, he takes a bribe from you. I tried to bribe him. Yeah, I bribed him as well. And then he just tells on you anyway. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah. I paid him a lot of money and he's like, yeah, fuck you. 
Well, I paid him a Bruce Wayne amount of money, which is fuck you money, right? Like that's a right. That's a nickel for a candy ball. What's a candy ball? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a candy, candy ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it like a Wonder Ball? Uh, I'm thinking you more know like those? a Jawbreaker. I think. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I do know Wonder Balls. When's the last time I mean, you had a Wonder have... Ball? Let's talk about that I for twenty minutes. Oh, I haven't had one in years. Do you remember when they had like the candies were shaped like Pokemon? Yeah, I remember. You could go back every two weeks, and they had a new brand deal. Oh, awesome! And you could never just like take as much of a bite as you want to because there's plastic in there. Yeah, you you have to plan <laughs> it out. You have to look at it and say, "What's the best route?" Yeah, you have to eat a Wonder Ball in the same way that a golden retriever holds an egg. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Have you Holds seen a... an egg? Yeah. No. Whatever you were about to ask if I've seen, no. Uh, kiddos at home, you can Google this or YouTube it. Uh, yeah, look up Golden Retriever Egg. And uh, there, there's like some inborn genetic instinct they have to carry eggs and not like break them if they put them in the, their mouths. Huh. Uh, so... You know, golden retriever owners can just give their dogs eggs and they'll be very polite and hold them there and not try to eat or swallow them until they know they're allowed to do it um that's just that and that's they, they, they kind of like very slowly uh gently gum them it, it's very cute that i i would have had no idea <laughs> it's very cute when a dog holds an egg <laughs> it's not something you ever think you'll see but when you do boy is it good yeah like how laboratories when a dog holds an egg you know that <laughs> <laughs> how labradors how no the the logo for how Laboratories. right no i get it i get oh, okay. it i, I get you. you just said I'm a just... different thing too yeah okay all right yeah uh the cat woman's in this and i like her characterization she's not yeah. to be trusted that much but she could be trusted a little yeah uh i decided to trust her a lot. Okay. <laughs> I decided to like let her into the bat cave, ask her to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it was fine. Yeah, so at one point Gordon tells Batman, uh look, I think this Bruce Wayne guy is messed up and you have to be like, "Oh, no, he he's good. <laughs> he's a cool guy." I I actually like the way that he is. Yeah, um, we hang out and uh gordon's like no 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 he's bad (laughs) (laughs) i know it i know for sure i've checked so um he he says that he's putting his people after both bruce wayne and catwoman and uh if you know what's good for you 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 won't get involved and you have the option to either warn catwoman about the police coming in or not and this was a very hard decision for me to make yeah I agree. What did you do? I warned her. Okay, I didn't. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. How did that go for you? Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a very funny uh, text uh, exchange between them. Uh, be, because just earlier in the episode, you know, you have the the whole situation in Riddler's hideout where uh, she steals the USB drive. And then just runs off. Mm-hmm. And then this this part where I warn her about uh, 
the Gotham City Police Department coming after. Uh, so Batman's message is just saying uh, G G C P D is after. Yeah. By the way, they uh, say G C P D so much in this episode where it's like. I don't know if you can just give an audience a brand new acronym for a fictional thing and have it. I got it. Work like because every time they say GCPD, I'm like, oh, uh, what is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm with you. I I remember. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. I'm the dumb. (laughs) It's my fault. (laughs) God, imagine this being real. And they're just like, come on. Yeah. Because like already in the real world. There's the two famous ones of the LAPD and the NYPD. Right. Um, but if you say LPD for like London or CPD for, Louisiana. for Chicago, those are yeah. also pretty big ones. But like, I immediately don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that L could be anything. Yeah. Uh, you live near Boise. Do people talk about the BPD ever? Uh, no, we don't talk about police. (laughs) We choose (laughs) not to. As a moral stance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess when it's like two letters, it helps it. it, You, you know what they're talking, like New York Police Department, you get since it's NYPD. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I guess GCPD makes a little more sense. I like, I hear that and I'm like, oh, Gotham City, of course. Quick, DMPD, what is it? Uh, Des Moines. Yep. SFPD. Uh, San Francisco. LVPD. Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. You know, not too bad. I did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, kind of impressed. I don't know if I would have done as well. <laughs> I didn't even think I would. <laughs> I didn't even know I would do it until I started quizzing you. <laughs> I've never heard of those places until they came out of my mouth. I think that there's something deep inside me, much like John finds that there's something inside him this episode. Yeah, that's worrying. Uh, that is just a quiz master. <laughs> you want to be a host? It, it, it's it's my... It, I'm like the Joker or the Riddler with jokes or riddles, but mine is just like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? You've done that before. You've uh, set up a little uh, rare theme Jeopardy for uh, our little group of friends. That was very fun before. I do like making games. Yeah, that was fun. You you like being a master of ceremonies for games, a host one might call you. Yeah, it's a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Had a yawn there. Um, what were we talking about? Catwoman at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I did warn exchange. her. So I did Warner, and then she just says, thanks, with an exclamation mark. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd think she would be a lot more just to the point, or like, thank you for letting me know. She's like, thanks. I I chose not to warn her because I was thinking it through, and I was like, well, Gordon might still just get her even if I warn her. But Right maybe Catwoman still gets away if I don't warn her. Like, I, she's been avoiding the police without my help for years. She's not a damsel, you know? Uh, so that was, like, my hope. But it was also um, kind of giving Gordon a little bit more authority because he's had so much authority taken from him recently. Where... Right, I get that. Also, Selena just like went against you to take what you needed. So yeah, she get, just pissed not... me off. So yeah, I get not. Be... <laughs> so it's like, well, then I'm not going to help you. Yeah. Um, so it... there. 
And, and like, if I don't let the police track down cat burglars, like that's the thing they they do. Like I, you know, uh, I don't think the police are often very good. <laughs> but that is, <laughs> if Batman as a character believes in them, he should get this. You know, he should right. understand this one. Right. I get that, but also, uh, for me, mm-hmm. uh, I still believe that Selina is very important to Batman, even if, uh, you know, she went against him. I wouldn't want her to get, like, caught by the police. Well, okay. If it was anyone else, to I would To return I would be to right our discussion about um, false choices, okay. I thought this was really going to matter, because later in the episode, Bruce goes back to Wayne Manor, and Selina uh-huh. is there. Did this happen for you? Yeah. yeah. Well, no. This played out differently for me, actually. I didn't even give you very many details yet, so that's interesting. That it yeah, out you said you said Selena went to Wayne Manor. Yeah. Yeah, that did. So she did go for me, but I asked her to go with me. Oh, okay. No, she yeah. she showed up, um, and she got there first. Like when I came through the door. Alfred had been hanging out with her for maybe an hour or so. That's cool. I'm glad they hang <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, they're just friends. They're buds. Um, but it it it, uh, it was that because she was so beat up. Uh-huh. Uh, just her whole body is cuts and bruises. She looks awful. Uh, her eyes are like bloodshot. Mm. And, uh, and for a moment, I was like, well, you've succeeded it making me feel truly bad about that decision about not warning her about the cops but Uh, then we had a conversation and she said did you know the cops were on to me and i had the option to say yeah but i thought you could get away (laughs) and dustin she totally understands oh she bought it she it's not a lie i did (laughs) um she totally completely understands and we become like a relationship in this episode. Um, yeah, I al- she also became a relationship with me in this episode. She seems not to mind that I let her get beat up by cops in that same day. That might have been a good way to do it. That she should mind it? That she should care even a little bit? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so for me... Uh, I warned her she got away, uh, but she also stole Harley's laptop before John could get to it. Okay. Like when you're talking to uh, Harley, when John goes into her office to steal the laptop, he just comes out and looks at you like, oh, that is not there. (laughs) So and she sent you pictures. She sent like a picture of herself, like holding the laptop and being like, ha ha, I got it. That's that's dangerous, Selena. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have, but she did. Yeah. Uh so Batman meets up with her and they have a little tete-a-tete. They have a little like fight where Batman gets the laptop from her, but she still has the USB. And so I asked her, you can choose to say give me that USB. I got to do this myself. But no, I chose to invite her back to the Batcave and said, we can be partners on this. We're both so good. Hey, I have a movie quote for you. 
Okay. Tete-a-tete, inner circle, that sort of thing. What movie? Can you can you pull it? Uh, it sounds familiar. What is it? It's Super Mario Brothers, 1993. Uh, okay. That's going to be on Cartoon Network soon. <laughs> so get ready for that. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Yeah. I've seen that movie a lot of times in my life. Like, a lot of times. I've with, seen it, like, twice. I've seen it twice within the last four months. Wow. <laughs> I saw it once as a kid and then once before the new movie came out. Uh, yeah, every, every time my sister dates a new guy, she shows him the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> That's fun. A little initiation. Yeah. Um, and I did, I recently watched it with my girlfriend as well, which is <laughs> why I've seen it recently. It Has has it just become, like, the family thing to do? I think you... I think so. Well, just at least between us two. Uh, right. We, ha- we have a third sibling, my sister Peyton, who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> does not care <laughs> about that sense. movie I get it. at all uh she was born 12 years after that movie came out so <laughs> she's just not even invested a little bit i wonder if my sister would like it uh she likes mario i don't think she would care about that movie though yeah i think liking mario might even be a negative step yeah exactly i'm thinking like if you were alive at the time and you saw it I think you could, like, appreciate it for what it is, like, because it's different. You're like, okay, well, this is, like, a different interpretation of Mario, and that's kind of cool. But if you're born after it, and you just like Mario for what it is, and you want a movie that is that, you will watch it and not enjoy it, I think. You know, I kind of feel the opposite, because, well, oh, for really? one, I wasn't around at the time. Um, oh, true. I was born a year after that movie came out. But also... Oh. um the, no one liked it at the time for the exact sort of reverse of that reason, which is that they were expecting a Mario movie and did not get one. Right. Um, and I think now there's been so many Mario things, so many Mario cartoons, there's been this Mario movie, that the idea that there used to be a bad one is not offensive anymore. And the fact that it diverged so significantly is not going to really, no one's going to ma- mind it right. um, in, in that kind of purest sense. So I think they can get over it a bit more. Yeah, I don't think my sister would like it, though. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think a lot of people would not like it. Yeah, I like it enough. I, I don't think it's, like, great. It's not amazing, but I I like things about it. It's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I like this relationship with Selena and Bruce also. That's the two things I like. The 1993 yeah, the Super things. Mario Brothers movie and the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle in the Telltale Batman series. Yeah, if you're not either of those things, you get the hell out. I tolerate every loved one in my life. That's Because cool. they're not one of those two things. <laughs> you tolerate them. I tolerate them. Love that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like we we get to bring Selena uh, if we have developed that sort of um, amount of trust with her. We get to bring her in the Batcave. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's saying, awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I am Bruce Wayne, and I am opening up my life to you. Yeah, and Alfred like directly comments on that, and he's like, "Why have you decided to let this happen this time?" Not saying don't. It's awesome, but. Um, this isn't like you. And he's like, you, you can say whatever reason you want, but I think it's clear that if you say anything other than the fact that it's real feelings for her, 
Alfred's like, okay, I, I know what this is. Um, yeah, it's not I did just say, she, yeah, I did just say she is important to me. And he said, oh, well, good for you. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of interesting ways that you can take the Selena thing because um, she has to give you the goggles she made that should be a very low tech thing. I could make these with a, a library printer and 20 minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, just print out a picture of Riddler's eyes. That'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, she made that, which uh, is, is like the encryption key to Riddler's laptop. Yeah. And you need to open it down in the Batcave and uh, you, you like offer to help with it and you'll both get to the bottom of it so then she gives it to you and then it gives you the dialogue option once she gives it to you immediately after you saying we'll both work on it you can say i think you should leave now that's <laughs> get the out of funniest here. thing in the world just, <laughs> <laughs> just saying yeah no we can both work on it together and then she gives it to you and you say mm, you could leave actually i i'm holding <laughs> it right now so i've won yeah, I only needed you for that one part. You I've tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> you feel stupid now, I bet. I don't I don't see how you don't see that I've tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mean. Yeah, it, it's a <laughs> it's a kick-ass option to give the player. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I this game has a few funny choices. Uh like we we haven't gotten to it yet, but there's a point where uh Harley Quinn lets you know she knows who uh, Tiffany is, and you have the option to just be like Tiffany. Uh, who's Who's Tiffany? Yeah, I, I said back to her. No, I think you got it right the first time. It's Stephanie. <laughs> it's Stephanie, definitely. Um, while Selena's down in the uh, down in the Batcave, she like hangs out by your car, and uh-huh. one of my favorite lines in the episode is. Uh, Bruce sees Selena looking at the car, and I i guess in Bruce's head he's thinking, oh, she might be interested in the car. So uh, he just drops the line, hey, it's over 600 for- uh, horsepower, you know. And she says, <laughs> she doesn't say anything, actually. She, just, like, she rolls her eyes, and she's like, are you kidding? <laughs> she gives you that face. <laughs> Why would I give a shit? <laughs> Why would I even care about a car? <laughs> But she was hanging out next to it and looking at it, which I, it's a bit of a trick. It would be like going to the grocery store and like leafing through the different kinds of ramen that they have. And then someone comes up and says, hey, are you interested in ramen? And then you say, no. <laughs> hey, you know, there's over uh, 30 noodles in there. Okay. <laughs> well, you I mean, I would, I would say that. <laughs> if, if you said there's over 30 noodles in the ramen pack, I would definitely be mean to you, actually. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right to do so. <laughs> there's well, I over guess, like... 30. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? It's not even a high number. It's, <laughs> it's not impressive to me. <laughs> It is true, though. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I bet it's around 30 to 50, but, like, that's not... (laughs) It's not many. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Whatever. Yeah, that that was this episode. (laughs) Uh, We have an opportunity to talk to Tiffany Fox later as well. 
Yeah. Uh, after she accidentally tries to get us arrested by Gordon. Um, yeah, Gordon got fired for me. Gordon got Maybe fired for me too. Does. Maybe that's just how it plays out, but yeah. Yeah, I think he has to get fired. But then like how Bruce can react to that um, can change Gordon's mind about some stuff. Yeah, and you know, I'm st- Gordon fucked around and found out in this episode, and I- I'm not thrilled about that, but I'm still gonna like try to be palsy-walsy with him. So I said, mm-hmm. don't fire him. He's a good man. Yeah, I said that too. And he was annoyed, like, not from you. Don't don't not you say you. this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I that he was understandably frustrated about that. If I got fired for trying to arrest someone and then the guy I was trying to arrest was like, No, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I w- that yeah. would be frustrating. I <laughs> <laughs> would be very upset. Um Yeah, so you have the option to sit down with Tiffany and like induct her into the inner circle you can either say you're safer not knowing what's going on or yeah i'm batman and that was powerful i liked that good moment right i mean obviously i was gonna tell her i'm batman i've been kind of just waiting for the chance i've been waiting for the chance with gordon you know uh with tiffany yes i also with her uh, I think the the fantasy fulfillment I want is telling Gordon I'm Batman. Yeah, letting Gordon into your inner circle and being like, and, and like letting him know the situation at hand. You can be like, mm-hmm. look, I am Bruce Wayne. I am Batman. I am undercover and trying to help people here. Please do not arrest me. Yeah. Uh, so I've written here, uh, Tiffany now knows I'm Batman. Yeah, because I'm going to take that opportunity to tell her it, it is fun to tell people you're Batman. Yeah, even though it feels like maybe not the right move after she it's just tried fun. to have you arrested. It's fun to tell people you're Batman. Right. No, I totally agree. And I definitely am glad I did. It's just interesting to make that choice after she just tried to have yeah. you arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I re- maybe not the smartest move, but it is fun. Tiffany knows. Alfred obviously yeah. knows. Amanda Waller knows. Selena Kyle knows. And by the end of this season, maybe John finds out. Maybe Gordon finds out. The I'm really secret hoping. is getting out there. Yeah, but who's not going to know Bruce Wayne's Batman at this point? Yeah, I, I think uh, Lady Arkham knew before she died. Right. Um, did Oswald ever know? I don't think so. I don't think so I... either. And I don't think I don't think Halfhead knew. Halfhead. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite guy is half head um john just continues killing it in this episode i thought john was great john did it, do I, some good work it, it it just every episode's been striking me just like how cool it is they're doing such a different take where he's like sincerely just like not not like a normal guy but he's like trying to yeah be like he's wrapped up with these villains but you're talking to him and he's like legit your friend and and like wants what's best for you like harley's gonna straight up kill you and he's like maybe we could just not you know maybe we could like let him go and it, it, it could just be cool yeah this and you and you like help him out with dating harley that's a great scene this take on joker is just continually so fun it's gotten me very excited for the next two episodes because i think um you know episode four of five is where something like this might start to break down 
Um, yeah. And I, I really want to see how that goes. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, there's, there's a bit that we, we did allude to it where, um, John Doe takes you to a coffee shop where yeah. you, you as Bruce Wayne and him just sort of sit there talking about what you can do with this laptop that Harley has that, um, like needs to be seen by Bruce for reasons. And also, Hey, he's in love with Harley Quinn. How do you do it? How do you get so suave with women? And <laughs> you, you, Bruce just has this opportunity in that moment to uh, give him whatever advice the player thinks is good, which I, I think <laughs> is very funny. Just imagining everyone in real life thinking of their own very specific dating advice and giving it to John. Uh, who is a certifiably insane person and cannot use most of this advice in the same way um, as right. most people. Like, I told John, just be yourself. And as I soon as I said him. that, I was like, yourself is Ooh. pretty bad. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't. I didn't consider it when I said it for the first time. Maybe don't, actually. <laughs> for you, you broke into a funeral. Yeah, um... And, and they do like a little role play where uh, Bruce acts as Harley. <laughs> that was so good. It's good. It's good. It, like th- there was there was one interaction in there where um, Bruce as Harley says, "What was your favorite part about being locked in up in Arkham?" <laughs> Which, like, oh my god, Bruce, that's that's a crazy question. <laughs> but but it is it answered is... even more crazily. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think for any other circumstance, that would be the worst question to ask someone. But if it's between John and Harley, which is the scenario you're picking up, that it kind of works. It is what they have in common. Yeah, John says the thing he liked about Arkham were the lights because they would be uh, just bright enough to still be mostly pretty dark and give off this very loud hum that contained him like a blanket and here in the real world with his freedom he's seeing the big bright sky and all the reflections of light everywhere and it's too chaotic and he can't handle the chaos which is an interesting direction for a joker character i think yeah. handling the chaos is kind of his deal um he's more about dishing out the chaos than not being able to yeah and he says that harley is his light out here his uh his guidance in the darkness in the chaos uh-huh. and the way he explains it is maybe maybe a little charming but mostly very creepy to me i i told him it was beautiful i i, I told him it was beautiful so. but i was lying <laughs> i would not say that irl to him i would say it irl because i would also lie about it <laughs> um but i, w- yeah, I wouldn't no. mean it irl Right. I mean, I, I I could see both sides of that. I personally thought it was nice the way he uh, expressed himself like that, even if it is weird. Yeah. Yeah. John has, uh, he keeps saying that he doesn't know who he is yet, and he doesn't know who he's going to turn into, which is a weird, it, that feels like more of a meta commentary on the state of the game and the character Joker, more than something that a person I think should know. Like I don't know who I am yet. That's a that's a wild perspective to take. Um, I don't know. I I bought it. I was like, 
just someone who doesn't like... Well, for him, it's kind of literal. He doesn't remember anything before Ark Messiah. Like, his past is a mystery to him. But, I don't know, I could see someone just, like, not knowing, like, where being unsure of who they are in life at that point, still. I think, you're, being... I think you are who you are. I think that right. if you don't know who you are, you'd be like, well, what am I? And then you would figure it out. <laughs> well, maybe it's harder for someone like John Doe who's been in an asylum for okay. so long. Fair, yeah. I'm coming at that from a from a very traditionalist angle, so maybe I'm... Uh... <laughs> Maybe I'm obfuscating some uh, an easy read there because he does say he doesn't know who he is, but yeah. he says he doesn't know who he is, and then Bruce is like, "Yeah, that's true about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, buddy. You, you really don't, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm Bru- I'm just Bruce, but you, yeah, I'm you're Bruce weird. <laughs> yeah, you're like you could be a supervillain possibly. Um, yeah, I have here in my notes. Oops, I convinced John to find his true self. <laughs> probably not a great a good thing to do yeah especially since he just said that there's uh someone deep inside of him just really trying to get out yeah and that it's like an angry person <laughs> that yeah. it's a bad person and he's like i, just, I should let it out <laughs> so i just told him try to be the best nicest person you can i said repress it <laughs> that's that's a good one well if you repress it too much it's probably gonna explode out I told him, you know what? It's good just to be like a nice guy. This one you gotta repress. Some guys you gotta. Some <laughs> some people are better repressed. Do you think John will be good at repressing this? No, but I think it's better <laughs> that he tries because he's not okay. Like because the Joker's bad. True. Yeah. He's mean and murderous. Yeah, those are two not great things to be. Yeah. Um, also, I thought it was quite bad that Bruce Wayne asks for the laptop. Then John says, okay, I'll go get it. And uh-huh. then he gives it to Batman. And then so... Bruce Wayne acts on that knowledge. John okay. should very easily be able to find out through that that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh. I didn't have that because John did not get the laptop, but he right. did meet Batman. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, like we we had a we had a uh, a conversation between Bruce and John at the coffee shop where Bruce uh-huh. was saying, "Please get the laptop," and John said, "Okay, you know what? I I might." And then later he says, "I've thought it over. I'll do it," and he steals the yeah. the laptop. And then Bruce walks outside of the subway station, turns into Batman. And then does other stuff later, and John delivers the laptop to Batman. Right. I can't tell if this is, like, writers? Like, is this a writing problem? Or is this something that, like, Bruce Wayne was too stupid to figure this out and it's going to bite him in the ass? That, like, (laughs) you can figure out Bruce Wayne is Batman with this, like, really easily. Yeah. Uh, Just through the laptop thing. I wonder how it'll play out, because John likes both of them. John, yeah. like, Bruce is his best friend, and then when he meets up with him as Batman, he says he's such a huge fan, he really uh, admires what he does. So, I, I want that's interesting how that'll play out. So, um, John tries to take a selfie with Batman, and yeah. I had Batman break his phone. 
I didn't, and then regret it. I thought, ooh, this probably <laughs> could come back to haunt me later, but he just liked it so much. I, I, I squished his phone in my hand, using just one hand to do it, and then John says... I'm guessing he didn't like it. Why? And I said, no pictures. Yeah, he was upset about it, but he's still, we're best buds. Okay, um, that's good. And then uh, I tell him as Batman, drop off the laptop somewhere late, later. And John says, okay, I'll do that. But like, I hope you don't want me to be there at a specific time. Because that's kind of what I use my phone for. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little joke. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know what? This Joker guy. Yeah. This, this guy's a real Joker in the other way. Yeah, he's humorous. He's he's the, hum- <laughs> the humorman. The humorous man. Batman's arch enemy. Yeah, he's the chuckle buck. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Batman's arch nemesis, the chuckle fuck. If you name yourself uh, the chuckle fuck, you are a D-list villain for life. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you seen the movie Sky High? I seen it a long time ago. I don't really remember it. it, it it's like a it's like a Disney Channel movie, but it, it's maybe one of the ones that's slightly more elevated outside. Oh no, of it was that in theaters. Scope. Yeah, it was a theater one. But but it's you you High mean School it has like the, was too I think the third one was mm, you know what yeah, that might be true yeah but it, it had it certainly had that vibe and I think might have been it done feels by this, like a, a similar Channel. production group um, yeah I get what you mean uh, th- there's that scene in Sky High where uh, they present their powers to the gym teacher and the gym teacher categorizes them all as being either sidekicks or heroes. And I think that if you come up and the gym teacher says, what's your power? And you say, I'm the chuckle fuck. Yeah, you get <laughs> you get sidekicked pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, I feel like that really is, not, not to shrug it, that is very funny. I'll have to watch it again sometime. But what I was going to say was, I, what I really like You don't have about to watch John, Sky High again sometime. You don't, don't do that. <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, But I just like how... I think I even just said this last week. I just like how earnest he is. Like, just how sincere he is in who he is. Because at first it feels like... Yeah, we definitely talked about it already. But it's like, are you, like, fucking with me? Are you, like, the Joker but pretending not to be? Yeah. But by this point, it's just like, no, he is just a sincere guy at this point. Yeah, i so convinced that I would actually be upset if it turned out to not be that. What I think it is uh, I don't leading think it toward will. maybe is that like he'll recover some of his early memories and realize he did some Jokerish stuff in the past. Ooh. But like that still doesn't make him Joker now. That's uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I even hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's only future facing. That would be great. Yeah, totally. It would be great if you could just be like, this is a world of Batman where. There is no Joker. You're just friends with this guy who could have become the Joker, and he's, like, just a cool, weird guy. Ooh. I'm, what I'm if, hoping we get that. What if, what if, what if, what if he Ooh. finds out who he used to be, uh, which is Dick uh, Grayson? <laughs> that would be weird. What, yeah, what I, if we, this is, something happened to Dick Grayson that is, uh, pretty rough, and, and this character, uh, John Doe, could either, depending on what you do in this season, turn into uh-huh. the uh, turn into Robin or the Joker. 
I so the last part you said I could see happening. I don't see him actually being Dick Grayson. Happening. Maybe Jason Todd, <laughs> a different Robin. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like it'd be weird because we get the feeling that Bruce has kind of just started out as Batman not that long ago. It would be weird for him to have a sidekick and have like a history, and it would be also weird. Oh no, I don't for... think he was Robin. I think, I think he would so, become oh, Robin for the first time okay. later. So you're saying he used to be Dick Grayson, but they yeah. still have not met. Yeah. Okay, I guess that I'm more on board with. That would be like a weird idea. Yeah. But it would be an interesting interpretation. Yeah, he finds. I guess out I wouldn't know how I would feel. Maybe, maybe the uh, maybe that circus accident that orphans Dick Grayson in dyed Canada. his hair green. Um. In, yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was doing a trapeze stunt over a big bowl of acid. And uh, <laughs> he, he jokerfied when he fell in. Right. It, because you can ask him about his green hair in this episode, and he he gets a little touchy about it. You're just like, oh, you're I don't ask, think like, I had that. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I think it's in uh, when you, him, and Selena are in uh, the Riddler's hideout. And you can just be like, hey, John, I've been kind of meaning to ask, what's with the green hair? And he'll, like, get snappy about it. He'll be like, what's with your black hair? And you're just like, whoa. <laughs> Good answer. And, that, and, that and he, he regrets it. He's like, I'm sorry, Bruce. I didn't mean that. I don't remember how I got green hair. <laughs> that's that's when he talks about how he doesn't remember anything before Arkham. I Okay, so I didn't get that conversation this episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the, the whole thing I just didn't get. When did that happen? That was when in the Riddler's home in the Riddler's. Yeah, because you can just you can just go up to John and talk to him. I think I I talked to him about something, but I didn't talk to him about that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yes, I thought that was just going to be like a little joke question, but yeah, it turned out it goes into yeah. He, I he says I don't remember anything about before coming to Arkham, and I just had green hair. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I've got high hopes for John going forward. So let's talk I'm about prepared the Prepared for my heart to be broken. Gotta talk about the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, Harley is now very sure that there's a mole in the midst, and it's either you or Catwoman. That's who she's narrowed it down between. Even you know, though I... they seem to have killed a lot of other people trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm very surprised they haven't just uh, realized it was Bruce on day one, considering he has an earpiece and is always constantly talking to someone through the earpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always saying what Harley is doing under his breath. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Harley is going here. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I mean, it's probably the billionaire, guys. Yeah, it's probably like the billionaire who just who showed up. Who does not need to be here. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It, it seems it's a little silly that they don't just immediately go like, obviously, you can't just have them immediately figure it out for the story. But I feel like the logic is not quite there, not in a way that, like, breaks the story for me. But I do think it's very silly. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I feel the same way. But like, she also just doesn't trust Catwoman and never has. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, I, I buy it to a degree. Um, yeah. She has John Doe interrogate you. And John's like, pin it on Catwoman. It'll be easy. It's even almost a little true. For me, um, 
John Doe is the one who stole the laptop. It was for me, but like he was the one that did it. So he's right. trying to avoid um looking bad looking bad Harley. for Harley. Uh yeah. so she's like he's saying, "Oh, you got to just blame it on Catwoman. You have to." Uh because for me. Um, <laughs> for me. Don't tell her it was me. That would be terrible. Tell her it was yeah, Catwoman. Your pal John. Uh, so Harley comes back in the room and you have the choice to either do that, blame it on Catwoman, or, um, say it was you. And Uh we kissed earlier this episode. I'm not gonna blame it on Catwoman. I'm not gonna blame it on Catwoman. We, we had that one episode last season that was intimate, so we can't not do that. Or I had it. Did you not have that? Was that the other one that we had? What was it? There was an episode in the first season of Batman, I think episode like two or three, uh, uh, where Bruce stays the night um, right. after sleeping with Catwoman, but it might be that it just looks like he did, or he actually did. Uh-huh. Did you not actually do it? Uh, you were trying, I think you didn't do it. I think that was the other one in our podcast history, because you uh, were still trying to be it. friends with Harvey. Yeah, I that's that sounds right. I didn't want to do my boy Harvey like that, but now I don't really care. He became a two hit. Yeah, <laughs> he he became a a, a duo clops. Yeah, <laughs> he has two eyes. A biclops. Yeah. Oh, what a freak! <laughs> but now I'm just like I'm gonna kiss Selena. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously I'm not going to blame it on her. So I blame it but, on myself, and uh-huh. uh, I think they're going to freeze me to death. Yeah, that same thing happened to me, but uh, during the interrogation, uh, since he did not do anything wrong, he just wants me to blame it on Catwoman to save myself. He's like, Bruce, you're my best friend, and I'm really trying to help yeah. you out here. Yeah. Uh, just blame it on Catwoman. I, I don't want to see you killed, best friend in the world. Yeah, and that makes sense. I feel really bad for John. Uh, in in he's the, put in uh, a bad situation. In the choices at the end of the episode that they give us, or not the choices in in the uh, like character statuses. Mine is yeah. John is guilt ridden. He's also guilt ridden for me. Okay, let's compare those right now. Gordon is remorseful. Okay. Also remorseful for me. Tiffany is honored. Honored for me as well. Harley feels deceived. Yes. We're going to line up for a lot of these, I think. Selena is horrified. Yes. Uh, because she's seeing you turn into a popsicle. Yeah. Amanda Waller is furious. We got all the same ones. So I I put a bunch of question marks next to that last one. Amanda Waller is, is furious. Well, so it specifically says you did something that will make her furious. Not that she's furious right now because she has no reason to be, but it says... You because you gave up your identity. You said you outed yourself as the mall. Well, sort of. I said I took the laptop, which is not even true. Um, right. What? Uh, she she's upset that we'll just no longer have this in that we have. Yeah. And which I, I get. I I get. She'd be furious about that. If I was trying to be a strategy guy about this, I would say, "Well, look. Now I'm out. Now they don't like me." But we do have an insider still, Selena, and Ooh. you should work with her and you should offer her a clean slate if she can uh, work with us. That's what I would do. Right. That's the game I would play. Uh, Well, I wonder if they're going to 
care. It's it's Selena does feel pretty bad that you're being a frozen popsicle. Uh, I wonder if she will even want to stick around to be part of their little gang as a insider well i mean let's not talk about it like we're gonna die here we're right we've got two more episodes (laughs) (laughs) the next episode starts out and you die right away that would be amazing you you die in episode eight of ten and then you play as selena for the other two oh i was gonna say you play as john selena would be good too I was gonna say John becomes the Batman. But John's too much of a, a wild card, literally. I, I think right. I think that Selena. I think you gotta play a Selena. That'd be neat, though. That'd be cool. That'd be that'd be really cool. That's like that first episode of Game of Thrones where you it ends with you uh, with, with your character dying, but uh, like way harder because you've been around for eight episodes now. Yeah, I mean, I can see it not sitting well with people because you. I can see people who are like, well, I played this to play as Bruce slash Batman, uh, and now I just don't get he's just written out. That sucks. Uh, 80% I think of the game me. is Batman, though, is pretty good. That I think you get, you still get that. <laughs> well, it would be 60% because uh, it's episode three. Well, it's episode eight of the Telltale Batman Oh, you're series. counting. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, you, you had the whole right. last season that was just Batman. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah, okay to kill Batman. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Cowards. He, he does a lot of like dangerous stuff. He can die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Dustin. Yes. Segments. Let's jump into them. Golden moment is John at the cafe. I love talking. I love that conversation. It was. Yeah. Um, it, it was wild. <laughs> it was insane. Um, great. Moment. I. I. Yeah, it's also my pick. Uh, it is wild, it is crazy, but it's also a very sincere heart-to-heart between friends. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, getting to the point where, like, I'm supposed to be however Bruce Wayne feels about things, right? right. Because I'm, I'm the character controlling him and making his choices. But I do still think that there's this inner mind in Bruce Wayne that feels some way about John that, like, I, the player, can't or don't. And I'm trying to figure out, like, wait, Bruce, how do, how do you, are you actually friends? I kind of don't know. <laughs> uh, I kind of get the impression that Bruce knows that he is, this is a dangerous man. This yeah. man could just be set off by anything. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, like, dislike him. He is, like, trying to be friendly with him. But he's, you know, tr- not trying to keep his distance, but he is trying to play it safe as well. I, I, like, I like to think they're friends i have a, a note here way. um Ooh. from the cafe scene why do bruce wayne and batman and harley quinn keep saying that john has potential where is this from what is the potential he has why do they say he this? The, he has the potential to be a joker yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know what that means because i know the character joker <laughs> i'm wondering what what bruce and harley see in this guy other than like he's nice, I I want to hang out with him. Right, but um, like, what is the potential you see? Uh, Harley talks about it like, oh, he's this criminal mastermind, but he's not. And Bruce talks about it like, oh, he could be a, like a real force for good because I think he, there's good in him, but there's not. So like, I don't on both sides. I it it's funny that they keep saying it. Um, I don't. I guess I I don't really mind it. This is not a real complaint, but it it does. It's weird to me that they actually feel that this guy, like, oh, well, once he hits his stride, 
this is going to be a powerful person. Yeah, maybe they're both talking about, like, I I feel like you could take it as Harley sees potential in him, but more like potential to be a strong helper. You know what I mean? Like, she would just have someone there for her. Uh, someone she can count on who's, like, a strong, uh, talented guy, even if she doesn't, like, really care about him. I still get the feeling she doesn't, like, really care about John that much. Yeah, not but, much. But he would be a powerful ally to have. Like, she would still call the shots, but... Kind of like a Bane who can who won't talk back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe Bruce sees it as, like, he has potential to do good, or he can just be, like, a really bad... He has potential to go either way, and I am here to make sure that potential goes to the right side. Weekly guy. I say uh, Selena Kyle. Mitchell, why are we lining up on everything this episode? There's no surprises. There's no surprises. You think you think we're going to surprise our audience here today? Well, this I also gave it to This Selena. is what she in between our good. episodes do. They kind of just do the story, you know? Yeah, and the good parts of the episode are going to just be the good parts. Mhm. Selena Kyle is um coming to terms with her own feelings about Bruce or at least seems to be. And there is something very refreshing as an audience member watching this work go on, uh, seeing a character who has been very sunder and uh, gated and jaded, maybe, yeah. and all the other aids that you can imagine, um, she's she's finally just saying, like, yeah, no, I've had feelings. I thought about you a lot. Um, <laughs> and yeah. that, it, it's, it's, it's a sigh of relief. It's just nice. It's just nice to see. And the way those conversations are handled isn't like they're jumping to saying I love you or anything. They're just saying like, yeah, this is, you know, this is clearly where we are. Um, We're into each other. Uh, We'll see where it goes from here. We We are adults that are going to stop pretending. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Nice, nice job. Choice cut. Yeah. Um, My, I think we might line up again. Oh, because I, it's just the ability to tell Tiffany that you're Batman me you know what we did not have the same one okay oh my goodness okay talk about yours yeah well sometimes the choice cuts are like really good choices because they're they're like hard or they put me on the edge of my seat or they try to sometimes make me deliberate but in this case it was just like here you go here's the option and like okay thank god thank you that's that is good too um, yeah, we've had choices like that a few times on the show where it's like a very obvious choice, but it's a very strong choice as well. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to have like Baldur's Gate 3 lev- level of openness in, oh, you can play any way you want. It just needs to be like, this is a real choice that I'm moment. still making. It doesn't matter that you knew I would pick it. I It, yeah. it just matters that I get to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this yours? No, no, sorry, you said no. What is yours? Although it is good. Um, so mine kind of ties into what we just talked about with Selena. I just liked the ability to let her into the Batcave and into your life, into this. Yeah, uh, great. That's a yeah. very similar I- idea, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess it is both of them just l- choosing to let someone in on you being Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she already knew you were Batman, but like just inviting her to come to the Batcave, uh, being like, this area is off limits to everyone else except you, this person I, v- I really care about. I want to tell Gordon that I'm Two-Face. <laughs> How will he react to that one? <laughs> I think he'll just say no. He'll be like, no, you have one. No, (laughs) that guy had two faces. Well, for you. Except for me, he really did. Yeah. They they all still call him Two-Face, but it's just more of a metaphor. (laughs) Okay, that's been this episode. Thank you for joining me, Dustin. And thank you for joining us at home uh, as we've talked about this episode. Join us next week where we'll talk about Batman the Enemy within episode four. Uh, We're really excited to talk about it. It's going to be a big thing gonna be a cool thing make sure to subscribe where you can in order to uh get a notification when we come out with that episode yeah. and you'll be while you still first can. in line first in line i say oh the the perks keep coming they keep coming uh and until next time have a great summer have a great summer you guys i really mean that for real <laughs>